here today. Our 5 o'clock hour is brought to you by VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company, and they're currently hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians, and all those openings start at $17 an hour or more, and you can apply for those at 7601 Imperial Drive. Tom Ward and Aaron, we're glad you're with us. We're talking Big 12 football, and we welcome into the program Brandon Salise from RedRaiderSports.com. And, Brandon, we were just talking about it. Uh, clearly, the West Virginia game, the biggest win for Matt Wells in his career in Lubbock. Ward was thinking this may be his biggest win when you consider everything associated with this this W. This may be his biggest win of his career. Where would you rank it? Yeah. Well, yeah, first off, I'd I put it as pretty much at the top. I mean, this is a win, a must-win situation for him. Um, a lot of people consider this, uh, especially after the week before that, an embarrassing loss. Like, can you actually bounce back? Can you win without a lot of your starters, first off, going into that game, including your starting quarterback? Uh, did Henry Columbia take the next step? Can Sir Roderick Thompson be who he was expected to be before the injury? And I think they kind of proved that in that win. I think they proved more uh, about the team in general and kind of where they are as a program. Two wins away from being ball eligible, which is the huge goal around here. Obviously, you want to be better than that. But you're four wins away. You've already matched your total for the past, uh, you know, last season and the year before that. So if the wheels don't completely fall off, I think a lot of people are really looking comfortable, uh, feeling feeling good, at least a lot feeling a lot better than that uh, embarrassing win uh, or embarrassing loss, excuse me, in Austin. Tech comes out and hangs up 17 in the first half. West Virginia kind of sleepwalks through the first half. Third quarter, though, belonged all to West Virginia. Did it feel like the wheels were coming off there in that third quarter? Yeah, a lot of people, you know, got a little scared, got a little uh, a little nervous, you know, like if you're going to actually blow this game. And, you know, obviously we've been talking about a different scenario if he would have. But uh, I think, um, you know, the the run game was good for them. And then, just like I said, Henry Columbia just kind of feeling a little more comfortable. You, and then you get, a, you get a home game this Saturday and you kind of move forward. And I think the momentum really um, from the defense side of things as well is, you know, just uh, letting, letting that third quarter kind of get away from you and then kind of, you know, settling back in to actually close out that game the way they did um, was really impressive. Brandon, it would have been real easy for uh, for this team just to, to crumble. I mean, you give up 70 points, and everybody, uh, and I do mean everybody, was kind of leaving you on the side of the road as roadkill. And, and, but somehow, and you got to give this staff credit. They somehow rallied this football team. And as you mentioned, injuries aside, they put this thing together, and they found a plan to go into West Virginia what did you see from this football team, A, during the week, preparing it, and B, on Saturday afternoon to win the football game? You know, a lot of the times, I think, and this goes for both those questions for the football game and the week prepare, uh, preparing for it, a lot of the times, you know, in years past, and I think you can kind of include Cliff's years in this, um, it seemed like if one dom- domino fell, everything just obviously, you know, collapsed behind it. And it seems like they kind of put a stop to that. They didn't, uh, you know, they they hung their heads, they did, uh, after that loss in Austin. Obviously, you know, you take it in, and it was a it was a big time defeat. But then they kind of put it behind them, and obviously, you know, coaches talk; they're always going to say that, you know. And um, I think they kind of just came out and proved that they actually did put that one behind them. Uh, I think Keith Patterson was super, just super upfront about that win, where you know he was being asked all these questions about what went wrong, what went wrong on the defensive side of things against Texas, where he flat out just came out and said, you know, I don't know, like I really don't know. He said, uh, you know, we're just going to move on from that, learn from a lot of things. But at the end of the day, they were just kind of just kind of lost in that Texas game. They come out against West Virginia. They executed. Uh, they, You know, their techniques were great. 
Um, they could be a lot better, obviously, that third quarter that Ward brought up, but still they um, came out kind of, you know, played uh, play by play instead of just letting things linger. And I think that's something that's been, that's been a problem around, you know, Lubbock and in general for the past few seasons. So it was nice to see them kind of, you know, bounce back from that and not really, you know, hang their heads too, too low on that and carry it into the, to, to the next week. Columbia getting his first start of the season and his last time he first started was against West Virginia as well. But for Columbia, is is he starting to find his own? Is the offense rallying around him as the starting quarterback? I think so, especially with a win like that, the way they kind of did it. They're late, and, you know, especially uh, the kicker, Jonathan Garibay, that's been another position that we've had question marks the past few years. Uh, he he kind of made, just like Henry did, they both kind of made their name this, where this team can kind of, you know, be really, you know, really support them and actually know that they can get it done. And uh, they did get it done. So that was that was a nice thing to see. Henry Columbia from the beginning of spring and, you know, even in the, you know, fall camp, uh, from my point of view, he had just already been, you know, way better than he was last year. He seemed way more comfortable. Everybody was learning a new system with Sonny Cumbie, but he was familiar with Lubbock. He was familiar with, you know, Matt Wells and everything else that involved that. Obviously, it's a totally new offensive system, which is difficult to learn from the beginning, but he just looked more comfortable being in the system of Matt Wells, at least, and I think that really helped him and, you know, getting to know Sonny Cumbie and actually getting to know what he wants to do with the ball, and I think he just feels a lot more comfortable, and you can see him have more confidence just on the practice field, and now we saw that in game. We saw it against Texas, too. I think he had a lot of confidence throwing the deep ball a little bit, just kind of taking those at that time, they were kind of desperation shots, but, you know, he was taking those shots downfield where last year he might not have done that, so he just looked a lot more comfortable and a lot more confident out there. Talking with Brandon Salise from RedRaiderSports.com. Now, Brandon, after the uh, the emotional win, and I'm sure it was an emotional victory, they got to turn their attentions to a TCU Horn Frog football team that's going to be coming to Lubbock off of a 32 to 27 loss. Gary Patterson's team uh, is going to be kind of a in uh, in that desperation mode of, of needing to get a win and, and not drop two in a row in the league play. So this this has to make it to be a terrific game and. It's going to be a night one in, in in Lubbock. Yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be interesting to watch. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you know, the fans are already talking about it. Coolio will be in town this week, so he'll be at the tailgate performing. And uh, you know, they're just kind of really riding on it. It's a homecoming game as well. So he, he's my favorite, by the way. <laughs> Coolio. <laughs> it's funny because a lot of the kids around here are just kind of like, "Who's that?" You know, like who's Coolio. But it's going to be a lot of fun. Some of the old people are saying, who's Coolio? No, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, (laughs) Oh, for sure. But, uh, you know, the the tech athletic department in general, just kind of talking on that point, they're they're really, really trying to get these students out, get these families out to support the Red Raiders. And, uh, you know, 4-1 definitely does help, and it definitely does bring the people out, especially when TCU, they always seem to be playing pretty close no matter what success each are having. They always seem to be – um, in a in a tough matchup, so I'm excited to see how the Red Raiders respond and to see if they can kind of you know get another home win here and in, uh, in the Big 12, which is much needed. They always say they want to go undefeated at home in conference play, so we'll see how how they get going how they get going here. Does it feel like that Sonny Cumbie still has a leash on him? It doesn't feel like to me that that NASCAR offense that he likes to run is anywhere close to where he wants it right now. Possibly, and I think it's a lot to do with just kind of personnel, which we talked about depth before, and I think one of the offensive line uh, being one of those those positions that really didn't have that much depth. When you look at what Keith Patterson has to work with depth-wise, you'll take his all day, every day. You got D1 guys out of, you know, out of Power 5 conferences transferring in. The old the old line, though, was one of the ones, you know, where it was, it was really worrisome just because you lost your center and 
you know, a couple other guys and you're shifting some guys around and you're playing, uh, you know, some younger guys up there, but they kind of stepped up that last game. Uh, I still think he would love to have more depth and to have these guys that he knows that are going to be available. Obviously, Tyler Shuck was a huge loss. I think he feels comfortable with Columbia running the offense a little bit, but I would not be surprised if it was kind of, you know, toned down a little bit. And then having Sir Roger Thompson does open up things, but then Eric Izukama doesn't play, you know, and I think he's just kind of working with what he kind of has. And I don't know if we've seen the full Cumbie offense yet, just yet. I don't know if he was saving some things for, uh, you know, with Tyler, expecting, you know, Tyler Shuck starting quarterback, Sir Roderick easy, you know, injury free, uh, if he had anything up his sleeve for conference play. So that'll be interesting to, you know, kind of take note of and kind of see if anything seems a little different. But I think in the end, they do want Sonny to, you know, call his offense and call what he's comfortable with. And I think he'll do that with the, with Henry Columbia. How much different will this offense look Saturday against Gary Patterson, somebody he spent a lot of time on the staff with? Gary Patterson is going to have something special dialed up for Sonny Cumbie in that offense. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I'm pretty sure Sonny will have something dialed up as well, which is going to be the fun part. I think it's going to be a lot of uh, – you know, I think it's going to be I'm, – I'm expecting some classic Big 12, you know, gunslinging stuff. But we'll see if Sonny maybe tones it down, just kind of runs, runs the ball. But um, I don't know, injury-wise, if uh, Eric Easy, Conlon, all those other guys will be back. So that will be something to monitor as we get going, especially tomorrow when we actually do get to speak with Matt Wells to see if there's any updates and kind of go from there. So if we'll see, a, you know, a step-back Texas Tech offense, but that did execute against West Virginia, so – some people are comfortable with that, so we'll see if uh, if Sonny, you know, has room to kind of play around and see if he can catch uh, Gary uh, off guard. There you go. That's that's my favorite one right there, Brand. That's my favorite song. <laughs> that's a good one. I'm excited for it. Yeah, yeah me too. Uh, <laughs> Blaze is going back for that one. Just thought I'd tell you. Oh, boy. All right. Brandon, what, what are you working on for RedRaiderSports.com? Uh, you know, just the typical more uh, more in-depth conference stuff going here. You know, we're really looking at the numbers here, how the Red Raiders perform against Big 12. We have some uh, pieces from other staff members that they're working on. Just trying to see, obviously, year one with Cumbie, as we talked about, we have some pieces like that going. And, you know, a lot of we're trying to get more profiles on these players as well because, uh, you know, the transfers that are not well known around these parts, you know, we want to at least get their face out, kind of get to know the players. So we're having some fun with it. But still, you know, previewing stuff, talking to other, other websites about, you know, the Horned Frogs and, you know, the Longhorns last week and stuff like that. So we're still full go here, and eventually we'll start getting going on basketball, which we did last week. So looking forward to that. It is that time of the year. Hey, Brandon, we appreciate your time yep. today. Thanks so much. For we'll sure. talk to you soon. Big game in, in, in <coughs> excuse me, in Lubbock Saturday at 6 p.m. That's an ESPN national television game award, and it 